My name is Sam Varner, and I'm a profit coach. And you're asking yourself, what the hell is a profit coach? It is a coach that focuses on business owners getting to the point where they're paying themselves a minimum of $75,000 in actual income. So you are so profitable in your business, you are taking home a minimum of 75K. You've got your systems, your finances, your sales, everything all sorted out and you have generated the business that you thought you were going to do when you first started and you've spent all the time learning exactly what you need to know to be exceptional in your industry but what you didn't get was the business knowledge in taking this private practice from a place you work to a thriving business that's what I'm here for I'm Sam Varner the profit coach and this is the podcast she needs grit. Get ready, get caffeinated, and let's get profitable. Good morning, everybody. This is your host of the She Needs Grit podcast, Sam Varner. And today I am hanging out with what has become a very good friend of mine, Jennifer Francois from Francois Property Group with Keller Williams Premier. Jen, thanks for joining me today. I'm really excited to have this chat. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. It's funny because we do this all the time. We just don't do it with headphones and cameras and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to have this conversation, but it feels very um, structured and formal compared to our normal just sit down and what's going on, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we've known each other for like two years now, just yeah. around, somewhere around. Yeah, that a little more maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I wanted to bring you on today for a couple of different reasons. So one question that I get asked all the time from people is, why would somebody hire a coach? What's the value of getting coached? Um, What kind of businesses do you coach? What do you get out of it? All of that piece of things. And I knew that having you here and having this conversation, you would be able to kind of illustrate this a little bit from two places, right? One from being a coaching client of mine for years now. And also you are now a coach yourself to other people. And so you are kind of both sides of the coin, which is kind of cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's start out with first, who are you as a person and what's your business? So they probably have an idea when I told them where you're from, but give us a little bit of like, they don't know you. So who are you? Absolutely. So, um, well, I'm Jennifer Francois and I am the owner of Francois Property Group. So I am a realtor. Um, I call myself your realtor for life because once you, once we build a relationship, you are stuck with me and I'm excited to, to be in your life forever. Um, I am located in the Houston, Katie Vulture area in Texas, and, um, I have been in real estate for my entire career in one way, shape or form. Um, so that being, um, about 20, almost 21 years, um, I started in uh, real estate leasing apartments, um, with Camden properties, which is a big property management group. Um, and then I spent 13 years managing, uh, managing leasing, uh, running apartment communities in the Houston area. And then I transitioned to short-term furnished housing and was there for five years. And then I decided it was just time for me to run my own life, build my own business. And the next, uh, progression for that was 
direct home sales. And I've been uh, with Keller Williams for about five years now, and I love it. It's great. Um, I sell about 40 homes a year, and uh, current volume is around $16 million in, in, um, in gross sales annually. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you're keeping busy. And I'm a mom me, of two and a wife and all of the things as well. And a dog mom to two as well. And so you got two humans and two beasts. Yeah, a productivity coach. Um, I'm on the agent leadership council. Um, yeah, there's lots of things that are happening in my days. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk a little bit. Let's kind of dive into what has your life looked like over the past three years? So from your, you've been in real estate at that point, two years, but what what was the last three years looking like? Yeah, so going back to what that puts us in 2021, I was mm-hmm. at a point in my career, I was on a team, um, which is when you work with um, an established agent who has other agents that work with them. And I was really trying to just determine what do the next few years for me look like? What are my goals? How do I work towards them? I felt like I had reached a ceiling where I was. And um, financially, you know, we had big goals as a family. um, And I'm just driven to make as much possible money as possible so I can do all the things necessary in life and give and not have to think about it. Those are, those are my goals. Um, and so I was really just at an evaluation point and, um, which is when I engaged with you through a referral from a a colleague, um, who had experienced something very similar and you and I instantly connected and I knew that, um, that you are who I needed in my world. And then I coach for life, right? (laughs) Coach and friend. You don't get to get rid of me either. Just like that. It's Mm -hmm. not just your realtor for life. I'm your friend for life. You're stuck. Yep. (laughs) That's how I, that's how I prefer it with people anyway. Like those relationships last so long and they're so, there's so much value in relationship, like friend relationships that just last the test of time, right? So whether it starts as a business relationship and then merges itself into something else, um, yeah, it, people people that know me out in the world are like, yeah, you can't get rid of Sam either. Like she is, she is there. I just am like a people collector, right? Where it's like once you enter my sphere, you're, you're part of my collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah makes for a, a wide swath of people across the globe now these days um, that are still in my collection for sure. So you were at that stage where you were kind of like, okay, what do I do next? So was that the impetus to hiring a coach? Like, is that why you were looking for somebody was to help you with that? Or what was your thought process so, around there? You know, to go back to to that, when we first started coaching together, I was, I really didn't know what I didn't know. I had no Mm -hmm. idea where I really wanted to go. I thought I had two avenues that I was Mm -hmm. considering, but I was really scared to make one of those decisions, um, which was going out on my own and leaving the team that I was working on because it was, it was easy. Um, and I didn't have a lot of risk. And that was the reason I did that in the first place is because I was afraid of risk. And, um, So, you know, when you and I started talking, it was really just evaluating those decisions and 
you kind of holding my hand through what is it that I really want? What are my goals? What is it going to take to get there? And then helping me see the things that were right in front of my face that I couldn't actually Mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. And then probably the biggest, the biggest piece for me was you helping me see what's the worst that could happen. Mm -hmm. And if that happened, what would we do about it? And removing the fear factor around that, because we've already talked about it. We've already made a plan for it. And then setting timelines on, okay, what are we, when are we going to make these decisions? What do we need to do to get there? Um, Whereas when you stay in your own head about it, you tend to just stew and not actually Mm -hmm. do anything. Um, Yeah. So that I think is the very first piece in why do you hire a coach is, is to get out of your own head and help (laughs) see your, see what's right in front of you, validate your concerns or remove them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if they truly are a concern, okay, well then let's make a plan to deal with them. But when you're doing it all by yourself, you go into avoidance and do nothing. And you just keep, doing what you're doing, or you even backslide because you're so worried about the thing that you think is a problem that may not actually be a problem. And then you don't do the things you're supposed to be doing for your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. I remember just kind of playing that what if game, right? Like what if that happened? What would you do? Okay. Well, that would happen. Well, what if that would happen? Then what would we do? How bad could it be? Like what's the worst case scenario? And I think I, I'm sure I said this to you, but I definitely have said this to other clients of like, okay, so now you're, are you going to be in a fridge box in a back alley with your kids? Like, is that going to be where we end up? Okay. It's not, it's almost never, that's never really the reality of where we end up, but our brains create that vision of like, that's actually what's going to happen. And we can't see that there might be some gray area between like living in a cardboard box and where you are currently, even with making some big choices. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have, I mean, you didn't necessarily, you were coming in and not necessarily knowing what you were going to get out of it. What do you think looking back now, reflecting besides the fear piece, because we definitely worked on that. What else were you, were you surprised about anything about coaching and what you, just what occurred in coaching, let's say? Um, I don't know if surprised is the right word um, because I had never, I had never had a coach before. And so I really right. don't have much to compare it to except for that, first of all, I was petrified of the amount of money that I was going to invest in coaching, which I know is the <laughs> biggest challenge for most people, 100%, but yeah. um, it's absolutely the best investment you can make in yourself and your business. And some of our coaching sessions were, you know, turned into what felt like therapy. Um, <laughs> and, and it was so necessary because I also, I think probably the biggest thing that the biggest effect that's not monetary is the personal growth within me Mm -hmm. and the way that I look at things and think about them 
and the way that it helped shift my mindset around how I, A, talk to myself, mm-hmm. how I talk to my spouse, um, understanding questions and, and scenarios on how we can just kind of, if you just change your perspective a little bit, everything changes completely. Um, so having those conversations trained me and my brain on how to think differently, um, which is not what I was looking for when I came into it. (laughs) I wanted my problem solved and to make a decision and to Mm -hmm. make a billion dollars. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but there's so many more intrinsic, um, changes and positive things that, that have shifted within me that then led me to want to coach others as well which Mm -hmm. I also never thought that I would do. I love that. I mean, I think as a coach to get to the point where your coaching clients are then wanting to coach others speaks to the value that you see in that for yourself, right? Because if you didn't buy in and believe it a hundred percent, you wouldn't be like, well, a coaching opportunity has presented itself. I should take that. I could, I could help people. I know what kind of an impact that can make long-term, right? So Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's a very cool thing to see you moving in that direction and doing that for others. It's very, very cool. So let's talk a little bit, if you are okay with it, let's talk about the numbers a little bit. Let's talk about what the results were from a financial standpoint, not necessarily just from a, an, kind of an emotional, right? In a personal growth standpoint, although I think those results are probably even more long lasting and the things that create the numbers, right? Those are the changes that allow you to create numbers, but give me an idea of what it looks like pre and post. Yeah. So, I mean, going into any, any business expense decision, right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we have to think about the ROI and what, what are we going to get as the return? Um, Because I mean, if you don't red light, green light, something and determine it, does this actually make sense to spend this Mm -hmm. money? Um, and then continue to spend it. Um, yeah, because coaching now, in my opinion, is not something you ever get rid of. It mm-hmm. evolves and changes and shifts. Um, like, uh, you and I one-on-one coached for a long time. And then I did yeah. your group sessions, which it was time for me. Cause I needed to work towards what is my next goal. And, yeah. um, and the conversations that happen within a group, the masterminds in group coaching is just incredible. And to mm-hmm. also know that you're not alone in the feelings that you're having, regardless yeah. of your level of production or success, we all experience the exact same things. And that piece is probably one of the most valuable, just knowing that mm-hmm. you are not the only one sitting in this chair with those thoughts and the fears that you are experiencing. So, yeah. um, I, have sidelined my statement, but, um, anyway, so, in, uh, sorry, I get distracted. I go down rabbit holes all the time. So in, oh, I'm sorry. There is loud barking dogs in the background. Yeah, um, cause we're still people right yes, with lives I am a people and... and I am at home because it is early. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so my, I was kind of on, so in 2019 is when I started in real estate, um, in, in real estate home sales. Um, yeah. And I sold, um, about nine homes that year, which is a great first year. It's a great first year. Yeah. Um, then in 2020, um, which was my first kind of full year, kind of knew what I was really doing. Um, I sold 22 homes that year. 
Perfect. Um, and then, so between 20 and 21 is really, I feel like the first measurable year for me mm-hmm. as far as um, how I was measuring my business growth. Um, and I did 12% growth between 2020 and 2021. Um, and 20, I think we started in August of 2021. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. Between, so I made big decisions in the fall Huge of decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in between 2022 and 2020, no, I'm sorry, 21 and 22, yeah. my business increased 30%. Okay. So before we get back to the show, I want to ask you something. Have you managed to implement everything that you've learned from me so far on how to scale, become profitable in your business? Like for real, everything, do you pay yourself at least 75 K Are your financials and your systems serving your life, not just your business? Well, if you're not paying yourself or selling your services consistently, then that means you are not doing what you need to create your growth and money goals. You are not taking the right actions. And if you don't change what actions that you take, there is something else that's not going to change. The results. Yep. The results that you're getting aren't going to change either. You'll continue to not see an increase in profit and will rinse and repeat until you tell everyone that business just didn't work and that you're quitting because you didn't love it. So if you are ready to figure out and maybe admit that you're not doing everything I've taught on this podcast and you need some help with the implementation, then you need to click in the link in the show notes You need to book a call with me so that I can hear exactly where you are in business. Make sure that She Profit School is the right step for you and you can get started. Yeah. Um, In 12 months. So Mm -hmm. it was pretty fantastic. Um, And yeah, it was scary, really (laughs) scary. Um, It was. The decisions that I made. And I remember I called you and said, well... I did it. I made, you were like, wait a minute. I thought we weren't doing that yet. (laughs) (laughs) That was exactly, I was, I was thinking about that this morning where it was like, oh, right now. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So plan implemented. And now what was, what was step two? Let's go to step two. Then you ripped the bandaid off. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was just, um, you know, we, we accelerated the decision and Uh I'm, and I'm so glad and I wouldn't change anything and I wouldn't change anything about how long it took to make that decision either, because it was made very um, intentionally and Mm -hmm. analyzed to the nitty gritty detail (laughs) that, I mean, we went together and and I remember, um, thinking back, I think it was around October, um, of 2021 where you said, okay, we've been talking about this now for three months. Uh huh. What's the timeline? And I was like, you know, maybe the spring. <laughs> I think that's exactly yeah. what you said. Yep. And you and you were like, okay, why? You know, let's let's yeah. really make a, a plan and and make a decision or don't. And yeah. and, and either way is okay, on. right? Like, I think that's also something that people worry about with coaching, where it's like as if somehow a I know all the answers because that's not true either. And be like, I'm going to dictate how your business is going to run moving forward. And at the end of the day, I'm there to be the sounding board. I'm there to be the support. I'm there to be as much knowledge as I can share with you. 
but you were making that decision. Your business is going to grow the way you want it to grow. And if your business had stayed exactly as it was, right, you hadn't made the shift, you hadn't gone on your own, you'd stayed with your team, um, we would have worked with that and you would have grown and seen success in that department because that was the route you'd chosen. Yeah. So I think that sometimes scares people a little bit that they think they're going to be told what to do in a way like a dictatory boss. And it's like, that's never my goal to do that. Right. Yeah. So what's interesting. And I I just now I was looking at, um, so we look at in real estate, we, we gauge performance by volume numbers. So total, Mm -hmm. total home sales. Right. But a big piece of my decision was leaving a team and the way that that income structure is so is extremely different. And when I look at actual gross commission dollars, um, it was actually 150% growth as far as income. So, um, so was my coaching investment a good, a good investment? I will say absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah. and, the, and the one thing to go back to your, your statement, as far as, you know, you're not a dictator. I think that there are some coaching programs that are very rigid and mm-hmm. strict, and this is the steps you're going to follow. And, and this is what everybody is required to do. And that's what I like about your, um, your dynamic and the way that you run your coaching program is that it truly is structured to where it's individualized. Per, mm-hmm. per person, per, per, um, you know, f- for their needs. And even within the group setting where we had, um, you know, specific topics that we were working on, it was still conversations were still individualized for the mm-hmm. person and what you were going through, but almost everybody could apply the conversation to their own business as well. So, um, yeah. it's, it's really nice because it's fluid and it's mm-hmm. not, it's not a rigid, uh, a rigid program. And just our coaching happens just like this in conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's a little less. Um, I find that it's more palatable for people mm-hmm. if the coaching messaging is not coming at you, but it's actually something that's just discoverable over the course of a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to come to something where you're not feeling like it's being, dictated to you or it's being like a black or white offer. Yeah, it's, absolutely. it's never that. And so, yeah, that's um, something I work on a lot because I think that people really want to have ownership of their own decisions and they want the support, but they don't want to be, none of us like being told what to do. We revert back to being, I don't know, like the teenagers I live with. They do not like being told what to do. And when we're business owners and entrepreneurs and most of the time type A type people being told what to do tends not to be our favorite thing. Right. Yeah. You back away. Yeah. Direction. yeah. Oh, I can't make coaching today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That sounds unpleasant. I don't want to be there. Yeah. So is there anything that you want to talk about or you want to share before we kind of go to the rapid fire of just three questions that I always love chatting about, but is there anything else that you're like, Oh, I wish you would ask me that or, shared this piece? Uh, you know, not that I can think of. I think we've okay. had a really good conversation so far. And, and, and honestly, I just, I, um, I really never thought I would be such a proponent for 
for, for coaching in general. I mean, and, and not to sound salesy, but <laughs> it's, if you are a business owner and you do not invest in yourself and put mm-hmm. yourself in the right rooms and in the right conversations, you will not be successful or you will yeah. remain flat and you won't have growth. And if that's your goal, then fine. But in my opinion, most entrepreneurs do not think that way. Um, mm-hmm. and I truly, truly believe that we are the sum of who we surround ourselves with. Mm-hmm. And if you're not constantly digging for what can I do differently or better, um, the, in the world that we live in, it's so fast paced that you can't see everything. You can't be everywhere and you have to take time as the CEO and really be looking at your business and evaluating what we can do next. And you can't do that by yourself. You have to have, you have to have someone from a bird's eye view, completely objective, helping you as your, as your advocate, as your counselor. It's yeah. Super important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, Hands down, I think you'd agree with me. There's nothing more fun than watching your coaching clients take something and run with it or like create something they didn't think was possible for themselves. And it actually gets created into into their lives, right? Which you know then has an impact. Like, yes, it's a, is it great that you made a ton of money? Absolutely. We like that. But what does that translate into? It's like that impacts your household, that impacts your kids, that impacts your ability to give back to the community. It impacts so many things. And it's like to have just a smallest portion of, of like impact that creates that ripple, um, is pretty fantastic. And so now you're doing that for people too. Just the the mindset and the confidence and it, it affects every aspect of life. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Let's do some rapid fire. The first one, I actually don't even know what you're going to answer. Usually I can guess, but if you could ditch one of these things, would you ditch spreadsheets or social media, Jennifer? Oh, well, spreadsheets are a necessary evil, unfortunately. Um, But there's other humans that can do those spreadsheets instead of me. So I'm going to say I'm going to ditch the spreadsheet. All right. All right. I would have actually thought you would go social media. So I love that. Um, okay. What are you reading right now? I, well, I was going to show you, but this is a podcast. Um, I am reading <laughs> Fix This Next by Mike Michalowicz. Ooh, um, that's on my shelf too. Yeah. I, um, Mike Michalowicz's Profit First is probably one of the most um, influential book that I have ever read and then actually implemented, right? We read all these Mm. things and we go to all these conferences and whatnot. And then do we actually do anything with it? Well, I did. And um, (laughs) I implemented Profit First. I think right before we started coaching is when I read Profit First and that it was one of the moments for me that made me realize coaching was imperative for me. And I needed to, to start going down that road because, um, I don't know what I don't know. And yes. there's a lot of people that are smart in areas that I'm not smart in. And uh, The Profit First by Mike Michalowicz was amazing. And so this one is helping you identify the area in your business that you're weak 
and and the questions to ask yourself to know which thing on the list is the most important that will push your business forward or help you solve the thing that, again, you probably don't realize is the thing that you should focus on next. So it's really yeah. good. Yeah. I love it. It's on my, it's on my shelf. It was a, I picked that up a couple of weeks ago when I was at Barnes and Noble buying thousands of books for Cassie. Um, she is addicted, that girl. <laughs> I am in the midst of building her a bookshelf because she is double stacked her entire bookshelf. Like if her bedroom comes through the ceiling, I will not be surprised. It will Maybe be the weight of the Kindle books. mom and unlimited. She will Kindle. not. She does need one, but she is, she is like an absolute uh, lover yeah. of paper. And I, so, I get it. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, me too. I'm a fan of audible. Mm. It's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Audible becomes, I think, the friend of Uber moms that drive around a lot, right? We can just listen to a book while yes, we're doing the things. realtor that drives five hours a day. Yes, we need Audible. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so last question is, outside of work, what lights you up? So besides work, because I actually know work lights you up a lot. but It does. Well, socializing. I love um, mm-hmm. just being with other humans um, and other people and just being around them and their families and, um, helping others achieve their goals. Um, Mm -hmm. which I know is, is work, but it also fulfills my soul. I am Mm -hmm. a, uh, I am a quality time girl. Um, I would much rather sit in front of you and have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and, and just do life together. Um, you know, sit on the phone or text or whatever. Um, so, so, so socializing is, I love, um, and I love being involved in my community and my kids' school Mm -hmm. and my neighborhood. I'm super involved in the neighborhood, um, and just building relationships, travel, wine. I love wine. (laughs) Um, yeah, just, you know, all just watching people grow, seeing my family grow seeing the things that work does for my family and the things that I can do for my community. Um, yeah. I, I give back a lot um, within the community and that I think is the biggest driver for wanting more business growth is what the money can do for mm-hmm. others, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously leading a great lifestyle, providing for my kids, leaving a legacy. Those are amazing, but what else it can do as well. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about that on the grand, on the big picture, super mm-hmm. exciting. It is. And it's one of those things where I, I hear that it, it takes a while to get there. Because when you're an entrepreneur, if you're struggling, all you want is a little bit of a bigger paycheck. I want to more clients, right? I'm trying to find more clients. That's what I'm looking for. And that's often where people will come to me is like, this isn't working. I'm not making enough. I don't have enough. And it's, it takes almost no time to fix the problems that are, that are causing that. Those are relatively easy problems to fix. If you dig in, we can sort those pieces out. And what ends up always happening is that give back factor, right? So that like, wow, I didn't, I couldn't even get here because I was just at the point of, I need to make enough money to survive or to live. And it very quickly becomes, oh, look what I can do. Yeah. Look what I have the power to create bigger, way bigger than myself. Um, 
And that's not the solution that people are looking for. They don't come to me and say, like, I want to give back and have a big, huge life that is allowing me to do all sorts of things. That's maybe their big why maybe they think about it. But really, it's like in the here and now, I need to make more money, find more clients. But you get there. You get there quickly. Yeah, so we're in almost year three of us working together. And and I think about, I think back to that. And and then now we're where my thoughts and goals are. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to help my my kids achieve their big goals. And then how can I help others get there as well? So Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you for sitting down with me, even though we didn't do it in person. Um, we'll do wine very soon. I'm well. 100% certain <laughs> of that. Uh-huh. Um, but thank you so much for coming on She Needs Grit. I know... Um, this is an early morning for you. And I appreciate it so much that, that we're having this chat. Yeah, no, you are wonderful. I'm so glad that you came into my life. Um, you never get to get rid of me. And Thanks. honestly, it's, um, I am, I am your biggest wingman. I, uh, I love yeah. me some Sam Barner and <laughs> profit school and the she needs grip podcast, all of, all of you and all that you're doing is so amazing. Thank you for constantly pouring into all of us and helping us solve our business problems and uh, create bigger and better lives. It's been amazing. You are welcome. All right, guys, that's all for this week. So if you're sitting here and thinking, huh, maybe it's my turn, maybe I need to get myself in front of a coach, then for the love, click on the links in the show notes and book a call with me and see whether or not she needs grit Nope, not She Needs Grit. Whoops, She Profit School is the right fit for you. Or if you want to coach with me one-on-one, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening and spending your time at the She Needs Grit podcast. I would be ever so grateful if you would be able to leave me a review or share this episode with somebody that you know needs to listen to these lessons as well. Thank you so much.